0: Welcome to the Mother of All Movement podcast with me, Catherine Meadows. I'm a Pilates teacher specialising in postnatal recovery and a mum to two kids myself. The aim of this podcast is to inspire and educate through chats with women who are either working through their own movement journey or work to help women get stronger and recover both physically and mentally after having kids. I want to talk about what they do, how they integrate it into their family lives, and essentially why. Because I believe when we share our stories and our values, we lift each other up, enabling every mother to fulfil her body's potential, gain confidence in her power, and give our families the best version of us to share their lives with. So join me each week to hear these wonderful women talk about their journey. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 45 of the Mother of All Movement podcast. And in this week's episode, I managed to sit down for a brief chat and a catch up with Guanya Donnelly and Emma Brockwell, who are both women's health physios who wrote, um, who part wrote along with Tom Goom, who is a musculoskeletal physio. Uh, the postnatal return to running guidelines, which is a PDF document that you can download and it gives a whole load of information around the factors that may affect a woman uh, wanting to return to running postnatally and then guidance and advice for both the woman herself uh, as well as fitness and medical professionals to uh, have some tests that help to evaluate whether or not she is able um, to stabilize and to prevent, to manage load properly, to prevent leaking and other pelvic floor dysfunctions before starting a uh, training program for returning to running or starting up something like a Couch to 5K program. Um, so I have interviewed both Grunya and Emma separately. In previous episodes, Emma, I interviewed right at the beginning of the podcast in episode five, when we talked about her work as a women's health physio and also her interest with running, setting up a local women's running group as well. And Grania, I spoke to fairly recently in episode thirty-nine, which was all about training running through a return, uh, training women. Sorry, through a return to running, uh, which has been a really popular episode. Um, the guidelines that they were producing were just about to come out. So it was uh, an interesting time when we were talking about the um, lack of knowledge or the lack of preparation for women wanting to return to any sort of movement postnatally. So in this episode, uh, I wanted to chat to them about what had been the response to the guidelines that they had produced and also what work was ongoing now that they had produced the guidelines and um and what other people were doing with them um whilst they were using them either in training or in or for themselves You can download the document as well. If you go to the show notes uh, attached to this episode, if you just click on more details in your podcast platform, um, I've put the link in there. So you can just click on that. You just send us some information about who you are and what what you do. And then you can download that as a PDF. So if you're a fitness professional and you haven't seen this before, um, they're excellent for forming a good... uh, Starting point for a training program, giving some, uh, giving some tests to look at uh, ability and the level that a woman is at before she may start on a training program or any other type of strength in order to support running. Uh, They're also suitable for the layperson, Uh, there's nothing in there that's any more complicated uh, than it needs to be for somebody to be able to understand. Um, So hopefully uh, anybody would be able to use them and I know they have quite effectively. Okay, so I hope you guys really enjoy the episode. Um, having listened back to it a few times, I realised that I possibly had a little bit too much caffeine before I chatted to them. I'm very enthusiastic during the talk, but uh, it's one of the things about talking about something that I really have a passion for. Um, I get really excited talking to people who are also in the same uh, in the same area of work. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will see you guys next week. Just remember to rate and review on your podcast platform, please. It so helps. I really love seeing your feedback and any information that you want to say back to me about what you enjoyed. And it really, really helps to position my podcast amongst other people's. And I know there are hundreds of podcasts, amazing podcasts out there for you to listen to and to share your time with. So I am incredibly grateful if you are spending your time listening to this one. See you guys next week. Hi everyone, welcome to the Mother of All Movement podcast and this week I am catching up with Grosje and uh, Gronja Donnelly and Emma Brockwell um, who wrote the Running Guidelines and both of whom I've done a separate podcast with previously and we're here at Being Mum because they presented a talk this morning that was presenting the running guidelines right Mm -hmm. so it's really great to catch up with you both and unfortunately i didn't manage to catch much of your talk or any of it because i was interviewing other people so how did it go Oh,
1: wow, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I um, just about made it in time. Yeah, um, that's yes, why I've come twice. just
0: from Italy, yeah. just in, yeah. entire, in Ireland. <laughs> Ireland <laughs> <from> Italy, <laughs>
1: if only it's so, yes. <laughs> no, it went well. It was, a nice, um, it was a nice, relaxed environment and people got to ask questions. So. And it
0: was, is this the first time that you've uh, presented stuff about the guidelines to normal people, lay people, rather than like clinicians or physios or something like that?
1: Well, funny. I wasn't solely on the guidelines, but two weeks ago I presented at the Northern Ireland Birth Conference, which right. was a similar sort of idea to this, yeah. um, and it was for health professionals, fitness professionals, oh, m- j- members okay. in public. And um, so, yeah, it was good. It was well received, and um, there have been lots of messages about it since. So that's why we need to get it out to the, right, exactly. the general public. You know, there's no it. We need to get it out to health professionals, fitness professionals, but we also really need to target the people who need to put this in practice. Yeah.
0: Yes, uh, because I think that was something I was talking to uh, one of the physios I was talking with this morning and we were saying that actually one of the issues is trying to keep on bridging the gap between people like fit pros, plus teachers, yoga teachers, anyone that sees clients on a sort of daily, weekly basis over and over again and has those conversations with them. They're like, oh, I thought about going for a run or I, I, I'm thinking about going for a run, do you think it's okay? And, and bridging the gap between those people who have regular contact and people like you or GPs or surgeons or anybody else to say, there's other stuff we can do. We all need to have the same base of knowledge. We now have this a brilliant presentation or brilliant guidelines that you've set out to be able to give everybody the same level of base knowledge to be able to go from that, which helps to create a more, you know, we're all on the same page, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's why we wrote them, so that medical professionals, healthcare professionals, fitness professionals, we're all hopefully singing from the same song sheet so that um, women then have better clarity as to how to return to running post-baby more safely. Um, and with hopefully a reduction in injury as yeah. well. The biggest issue for us is really getting it out there to the mums, yeah. um, but but to the GPs. That's, yeah. that's, that's I think how our next big push actually, mm. because social media is amazing for pushing it with mums to a point, and it's been amazing for fit pros. Yeah. And they've been totally on board with this. Yeah. Um, and actually lots of people in the sports world, like sports medicine consultants, have been mm. really pro what we've spoken about and really keen to hear more, but I think we still need that GP contact a little bit more. So yeah. that has to be a, that has to be a push at some point, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely, especially because they have such an influential role with the new mums, and with the famous six-week check, yeah. which I've had one another one recently. Yes, just there. Had yeah, um, that that time. Well it was an appointment and the GP was absolutely lovely and um, we touched on was there any mental health issues, did I want to consider contraception and just a kind of general overall is everything okay which I said yes, but if I had been that mom who was having symptoms that maybe I didn't know were not normal but common, or maybe I was a bit embarrassed to bring up and thought there's something I would probably need probed somewhat, um, or I would need suggestive um, information. But now, do you know how common it is for postnatal women to have X, Y, and Z? Yeah. So that that is a wee bit more open for me to reach out to. Also, there was no mention of exercise, and I think that's a huge thing. Um, so yes, we need to. Absolutely, get information out there to the GBs because they're in such an influential place. And what we know, and what we've heard, and even in other presentations here today, is that the six-week check, and I think we discussed this, is often seen as that automatic milestone. So you wake up in the day that you have your six-week check, and you're automatic. All you of your from yeah. one day to the next. Yeah, no problem, and you can sign up for any exercise for a ten, class, a half marathon, time. next totally. day. yeah. And it often serves as a um, not a, but it's often like. If people are taking class, whether that's physios or fit pros, it serves as a checkbox in sense to cover yourself from identity in a lot of certain things too. So it's a really important check but we now need to look into well what actually happened at that six week check and what did they evaluate and where actually are you and give the mums a bit more ownership I think of their own bodies and their own well being rather than being kinda told they're okay or anything. Or not told anything. Yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) or not told anything. Yeah. I I think I always just got confused about the question about uh, you know, what contraception are you using? I'm like, uh, the -hmm. fact that I just have a baby. Uh, that's kind of it really I don't really know what more do you need from me and then I, I, I definitely got sort of bowled over by that question I'm still like I don't understand who answers yes we've been having sex since two days after we gave birth or something like that like who actually needs that I would much rather know whether everything's alright you know because nobody's looked since the last time I had a health visitor visit at like ten days or something I don't know whether it's healed I don't know whether it looks right is there any ball? Mm-hmm. Is there any, um, you know, anything going on in, in, around like piles, hemorrhoids, whatever, all of that stuff, you know, you need to, I, I just feel there needs to be a lot more physical stuff, but as we talked about, I think um, it's there for a different reason, it's definitely there for a mental health aspect, which is hugely important, and I, I feel like if we, if I don't know. I, I wonder what GPs would say about if they kept on having to ask more questions. Then the the, the appointment would need to be a lot longer mm-hmm. and a lot more thorough. And then that changes their practice around it. And then it needs to be a different thing. I don't know it's what whole capacity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think
2: a lot of GPs aren't contracted to actually provide the six-week postnatal check um, in many uh, areas of the country now. Right. Okay. Um, so that. What, so who is else is supposed to give it? I think it's falling more on health visitors and midwives to make sure that women are aware of the mental health aspects yeah. uh, or issues that they might suffer with. Um, who, it, who else is meant to give it? That's, mm, that's the big right. question. Um, and I know with the new 10 year NHS plan, the idea is that more women will be referred to a postnatal physio, or a pelvic health physio. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm
0: really pro the six week. GP check from a point of view of signposting. It's contact Um, time right? It's somebody being in contact with the women to be able to flag up potential And that's, that's, what more can we ask about GPs? They're
2: already time pressured. Um, Within the clinics that I work near um, I have um, formulated a little questionnaire if you like, which is given to women luckily in their red books actually, the health uh, visitor books Um, and they can take those sheets with a tick box to Say actually, I am leaking urine. I have got heaviness in my vagina. Here is the information. We haven't got Where's time it? to talk about it. Can I be signposted to a pelvic health physio? Now we're lucky now in where I live that there are quite a few pelvic health physios to be referred to. Yeah. But I think that's what we need to use the GP chat format now is for more now is signposting. Yeah. Signposting to us. Signposting to psychologists, um, and, and also fitness professionals, fitness professionals that know how to help women yeah. rehabilitate mm-hmm. yeah. Um So I think it's just a case of changing how things are structured, but that is a lot easier said than done,
1: isn't it? But it has to be yeah. and it has to yeah. be thorough enough to actually do that yes. job and what we need to change focus yes mental health is hugely important mm-hmm. but we have to remember that these physical presentations can have a huge impact on someone's mental health so someone might Absolutely. actually develop yeah. or exacerbate mental health issues because they've got a leaky bladder and now they yeah. leave the house yeah. they're not isolating not going yeah. to that exercise class not meeting up with their mom friends that's a huge impact and we've talked even in our presentation about we have lots of government guidelines out there to recommend that we have to do a certain amount of exercise per week. So for adults, 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise. We know how important it is for both physical and mental well-being. So on one hand, we're saying we have to achieve this. But then on the other hand, we recognize that pelvic health issues are a huge barrier for women being able to maintain this. Yeah. So we've already hit the first hurdle. Yeah. And we need to be doing something to help that in order to safeguard people's mental health too. Yes. So it all links in. Yeah. But the other thing is the awareness because I've, every time I talk to someone, I mention about it. But when I did an audit recently of um, all the GPs in my local health trust about what they understand pelvic health to mean and um, pelvic health physiotherapy, every hundred percent said yes, they understood what the role was. But then when I asked questions about what do pelvic health physiotherapists assess and treat, and what sort of treatments do they offer, it was very apparent that we're such a misunderstood profession. Mm. And so if our signposters don't understand our role, they're yeah, not going to yeah, signpost yeah. accurately. Yeah. So that's a huge issue. Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so going on to the running guidelines, when you um, so you produced them earlier this year, and they've now been downloaded thousands of times. I mean, the last time I saw you guys, a flag up how many times it's been cancelled, it was eight and a half. It's, thousand. Be, it's ten
1: thousand or above, but that's tracked downloads mm. because we know that someone who's downloaded them can then oh even share to ten it. friends without going through. Yes, and um, so they've went really, really. Mm-hmm. There's been such a far and wide spread of them. And you know, There's clearly a
0: huge hunger for this information, right? That just really shows Mm -hmm. that even though... Uh, I don't know. I mean, even though even though what you did wasn't uh, what you did was convince information that was already out there, mm-hmm. and you didn't say anything that was all of a sudden like, oh, I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. But it was putting it all into a easy to follow. Mm-hmm. This is the guideline. This is the factors that we need to take into co- into consideration, and that's never mm-hmm. mentioned normally. But you put it all into one thing, mm-hmm. and then a progressive move through. Um, it just shows that even though it was nothing that that was like massively overly new, it's just the way that you presented it made everyone go, oh my god, I really need this information to be able to have a plan to be able to give it to the women, to be able to say, look, these are the guidelines, this is what I want to make sure that I check with you, and then this is our plan to go on, and then for it to be a collaborative effort between the FITBRO and the women, or the clinician and the women, or whatever it is so, I mean that 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 must be really great for you guys. The amount of work that it must have put,
1: taken to put into it that it's been so it needed. Was a huge amount of work, um, and it was I suppose it was a bigger task than we had set out. To <laughs> first of all, Were you do? like I've got
0: this great idea. Yeah, it yeah well, it long. was more no,
1: informal and it wasn't going to be such a big thing. And then it just I suppose the more we got into it, the more we realised there is nothing out there to guide health and fitness no, professionals yeah. and the general public. But the biggest thing I think that. W- that I suppose influence how much they've, the interest that was generated in them is to do with the fact that normally M and I work in pelvic health. I know you do MSK as well, but usually I suppose in terms of the physio world, people specialise in different areas, and it's very much people put up their silos and they're quite um, yeah. boxed in their areas. Yeah. And it was for the first time putting out a document that appealed both to like sports and MSK professionals and pelvic health professionals with information about both and kind of opening their eyes that they need to consider. There needs to be overlap there because they need to actually be asking the questions to pick up on things and considering that in their approach. And we need to be considering the, I suppose, MSK and strength and fitness. Approach as well. So, and I also think having a having a sports and MSK physiotherapy husband, who the insight into his interest in it was that it was a document that appealed to him because it had aspects of his job role in it as well. Because my pelvic health journals and information might come in through the door, he would never think of looking at those because that's pelvic yeah, health. Yeah, yeah. this was Separate, this yeah. was something that bridged. Yeah, that and brought them brought it together and yeah. it created a lot of discussion. And I suppose, it, especially for male and mm-hmm. um, people dealing with postpartum women, it kind of opened up their eyes to the fact that they do have a, a responsibility with this population to be asking about. Yeah, the asking group. the questions and then and then saying.
0: OK, so what can you do? OK, let's tell them, oh, I've got it's really easy to follow guidelines. I can just get you to do a single leg squat. Yeah. I can get you to do a little hop on the spot. I can get you to do running. What
1: happens then? And even At get them to, come on? Yeah. like, if they don't want to delve too much into the information, be like, download these agri- guidelines yeah. and read them so that the woman is like, oh, right, he's thinking of my pelvic health You know, because yeah. she'd be able to read in depth all those yeah. um, the information in it. But that, I think, was one of the biggest things. And as you say, there's such... We didn't put anything brand new out there, but there's such a lack of evidence and research in this yeah. field that a lot of our recommendations and information was based on expert consensus as well, which has to be taken into account and has to generate the interest for people to research so that they yeah. will have validated. Abs-
0: yeah, 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 absolutely. Because I think a lot of the time what I find myself doing is saying, we know that that this is the case, so we have to assume that this is the case, like around a relaxing with Breastfeeding or around lack of sleep at still 18 months later or something like that we're like we know that lack of sleep causes this we know that relaxing causes this we but we have to now make an assumption because there is no research based on what happens if you're still breastfeeding at 18 months or you know all of that stuff and if you're trying to live a normal life you're also back at work and you're trying to exercise because you know it's 18 months later and you you you're feeling like you want to be out running or taking part in all of these things but, but everything that I've always said has always been based on just an assumption, you mm-hmm. know? You're just kind of like, well, I mean, it kind of makes sense in that way. This is me being, uh, you know, kind of guesstimating mm-hmm. what the thing is, but what you've managed to do is actually, like you said, you've taken, taken all of that expert views to say, well, in my experience and my practice, there's this, if in this is what I see, this is what I see, over and over and over again, so we're going to take it like this, so that eventually, like you say, hopefully somebody will do some actual research on actual women. Mm-hmm. Shocking, mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that was one of our drives with this:
2: is we very much knew that we were extrapolating a lot of information yeah. from the ev- from the evidence and research that is out there, and we desperately want now for that to push forward into the world of research. Yeah. Um, and I think there's interest. There's we've. Probably can't say too much on that at the moment, but there is interest in that area, Um, and that will then maybe change the guidelines. Yeah, Uh, you know Mm. they are not written in solid. No, but, but that's not yes. like, you
0: know no I a mean? are yeah Everything's always changed a lot, hasn't it? Um, and I wonder how much of influence like with having the World Athletics Championships just now and having shelly ann Fraser Price and um uh, Alison Felix. And um people like that, like mums who have come back to such incredibly high level, like absolutely no idea how they've managed to do it. But to be able to have that highlighted, to see these women have come back they've done something amazing but then they're so good at talking about actually it's been hard because of this and we've had to also do this and like I saw a great post that Shelley anne Fosa Price wrote she was saying it's, I've been back in the gym solidly all the time it's been really boring I've had to do so much rehab to get to this point I've had to work so hard constantly over and over and over again about getting all of my strength back and being really pernickety and all the rest of it but i have so I mean that's what she, she is, she's a professional athlete, but if more women see that women can go back to high level athletics, one side of that is more women are going to get injured more of the normal people are going to get injured and another side is more women are going to want to get back to it so there's a lot more basis then for hopefully research people being educated on how they can support them to get to whatever they want to do so it's been a really good highlight I think at the same
2: time but I think with the elites, we've got to remember that these women get it. They know they've got to put the boring yeah. work in, and they do put the rehab in. And yes, they come out with gold medals. But I think what's important to realise is they get how important it is to be strong mm. and to be checked and to they be. They can't do with the, the boxes, skip, skip, skip past them. Yeah, yeah. And the same will apply to exactly. the recreational. Uh, runners amongst us as well. Um, And so, yes, I think what they've done is highlight or encourage us and motivate and inspire us to get more women to run. But I think we need to remember the amount of work that's put into what they've achieved and also the support systems. Right, exactly.
0: Their nutritionists and their coaches and stuff like that. I mean, it's not necessarily that they even have help with the kids, but just to be able to... Offload the thinking part of what am I going to do, and some and you know someone says right because somebody's their coach set them, themselves up really well to understand what they need to do to rehab a postnatal woman. They're like right, you're going to go to the gym and you're going to do this, and then I'm and then you're going to do this, and this is how we build up from here to here to here. And all they have to do, in their sort of bleary-eyed postnatal state is turn up and do it, yeah. and not do anything more than that, and not suddenly go, oh, no, you know what, I'm just going to go and <laughs> run a 5k, what the hell of it, and I. That, you know, yeah. three weeks postnatal. on um, But you also, uh, I know when you download the guidelines,
1: you also collect a little bit of info about what type of people are using the document. So has that been quite revealing? Yeah, so at the very beginning, there was a lot of health and fitness professionals and a lot of uh, pelvic health physiotherapists. Then, as time went on, then a lot more musculoskeletal physiotherapists. Okay. And now we're starting to see, we're still getting a lot of all those populations, but we're starting to see a lot of uh, general practitioners, doctors, and a lot of times the reason they put down is work, but also personal. Like, as no, in, you know, right so there, there's yeah. a personal interest there, or have a wife who's pregnant. Yeah. Um, so it's quite interesting to see the reason they put down. Nice. Um, and even then, just um, lots of random, n- not random. I don't mean it that way, but like random professions and that. It's just simply members of the public interested in downloading them. So um, it's been very enlightening because we've been looking to track because that's how we're going to identify. Yes, we need to really target GPs yes we Mm, do need to really target the general public you know that's how we'll do it Yeah, that's really good Um, because I think that was quite,
0: because there's only one one question or two questions, what do you do, why do you want to download it, we made it simple enough to be able to just answer that without having it be like a full, yeah, just like, oh, I can't be bothered to answer a survey and not necessarily going to be into that. Um, And so what's the response been back from people? Because I know you've got a closed Facebook group with um, more of the fitness professional and physios and you know clinician type people but um, presumably you've also had a lot of information back from people getting in touch with you either clinically or personally. What have people been saying that has been their response to having that uh, guidelines for them?
1: I funny, recently one of my uh, friends and colleagues who's also a physiotherapist working in private practice was down visiting me in the new baby the other day and she said they're utilizing it in their pilates classes and um, as they get into their higher level classes they're bringing in some of the load and impact tests and, um, and highlighting you know the importance of rehab properly before getting into higher impact but she said it give them the confidence and the structure yeah. to put it out there so it was kind of like we've got this and then it nearly like the confidence because they can signpost the women to look it up and this is where, this is why we're doing this or yeah. why we're pushing this so that's what she said and then what I've heard back from it to say, my husband but then also physios in the hospital trust that I work in um, would say that again it gave them the confidence to feel that even though they're not pelvic health physiotherapists that they can broach some of these topics about mm-hmm. pelvic health mm-hmm. um, and signpost better mm-hmm. and, and because they've got a document which can guide them yeah. rather than yeah I'm kinda of just making this up what I think I yeah. need to do. Yeah.
2: I think some trusts have started um, creating postnatal classes. Yeah, and returning to running. I know. In, I think in Adam Brooks in Cambridge, they started to do a class for women that
0: went to get back to running. So this is on the NHS in the sort of postnatal area of the. I, I mean, I've never been through a hospital system of postnatal stuff. So how so does,
2: does women's that? Health department. Okay. I, I I think what they're doing is. If someone's been signposted, let's say with urinary incontinence, desperate to return to running, they may have a couple of uh, one-to-one sessions to get them to the level where they are, let's say, ready to consider return to running, Um, and they'll do a strength training programme within that class and then follow the walk-to-run so that they can get more numbers through, yeah. I hope
0: that they're returning them to running more safely. Right. Okay. Rather than just discharging them exactly. at potentially functional, yes, exactly. um, Sort of life functional, rather than actually the other things that women want to go on to do. Right. Okay. Um, and and so so when we're talking about the guidelines, just to make sure that everybody kind of understands. Apart from the research that you did on what research there was, which probably took about three milliseconds, um, then <laughs> uh, uh, you know you wrote some really clear factors, which um, we all know as mums, but it's so good to see it written down, like all of the things that need to be taken into consideration, and then also the, the things that could be used to help. Um, um, uh, for women, you know, when they are returning to running. Uh, but then you set out some static movements that were kind of a test are they like is that load what they're doing yeah. Yeah, yeah so loads of impact tests so so to begin with they were things like um, single leg squats and hopping uh, so on the riding, spot, forward balance running for a minute on the spot right okay so things that included some impact yeah Yeah. Um, so the idea is that you're not mm. experiencing symptoms when you're doing right okay thing. so it's testing yourself doing some simple yeah. things and then seeing at what point you might get any symptoms yes and if you are <laughs> Getting symptom, uh, then you might
2: think, "Oh, actually, I need to signpost myself mm-hmm. to a public health physio, or go to the doctor to sign, get signposted um, or using that as a marker to know when you're ready." But also using it as part of your strength and training rehab. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's yeah. What's, I think it's been really effective. You're yeah. using that in your your postnatal mm-hmm. yeah. recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, Grania's nine weeks postnatal now,
1: and you've really been using those tests to mm-hmm. do just your own strength training programme. Yeah, I kind of like to grade into them so that you're not mm-hmm. because you can't go from doing non-impact stuff mm-hmm. to then suddenly just doing impact all of a sudden. It's not like, again, it's that idea of six-week check, waking week, up that morning <laughs> if you're okay. You don't just suddenly <laughs> hit 12 weeks. So you have to you have to start grading into it and that's why we talked even in our workshop this morning about progressing impact and I was saying that I really like even anyone who's access to a reformer. The jump board is really good way because yeah. you, it's, it's you're taking gravity out out of it, but you're starting yeah. to get impact in, yeah. in a safe way, and you, and it's really just the lower limbs because you're kind of offloading because you've got the back, rest, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a really nice way to start um, introducing that, but again, any modifiable way, any similar sort of thing, and we talked even about the incline treadmill can be really good in the earlier days for yeah. like fast-paced walking because you're taking you're offloading the floor but still giving a really good lower limb workout. Yeah, and getting a really good glute. Well, yeah. yeah, so there's lots of really modifiable things that you can do, and there's plenty of rehab to do, so one of the things we're trying to get the message out about is that for people who are really really into running the last thing they want to hear is that they're not ready to run yet or that they can't run yet or that they shouldn't run yet Mm. and so we're trying to let them know that it's not a case that they're expected just to lie up or to do really low level exercises there's actually really progressive rehab to be done Mm. to make you feel and then you feel Better and more confident getting back into that run. Absolutely, yeah, 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 definitely.
0: And I think, uh, I think for uh, for people who are sort of doing the Couch to 5K or something to begin with, the the sessions that you do on the Couch to 5K, like 20 minutes and there's a lot of walk mm-hmm. running, they're maybe not going to get through that thinking, "Oh, I've had a really good workout." But if you can get them, encourage them to add right every time you do that, then on another day you go and do things that are built around the test. So. Yeah. Um, um, uh, you know, doing some single leg squats, but maybe slightly higher up, or maybe just two legs, or maybe slightly, you know, offset feet, or something like that. Uh, and um, you know things that build towards hopping or things that build towards running so they're doing a whole load of strength stuff and then what they'll notice is that all of those test type stuff or the stuff that you build around it just gets easier and easier and they get stronger and stronger and so as they're building up through the catch to 5k it just doesn't physically it doesn't become so hard but you're just working on the cardio endurance aspects of it which is the point of the catch to 5k is the cardio endurance just as much more, you know, much more than the the strength side of it, um, and then uh, and then you have um, so it's it's just the load impact tests, and then strength, the strength,
1: strength exercise, well, yes. just because generally all people looking to get back to running will have to do um, certain lower limb strengthening and kind of just getting all the key muscle areas because even if we're active throughout pregnancy we have to start scaling it back toward compared to our baseline yeah. as pregnancy progresses so there is going to be work to do to get back to baseline so it's the same we have to start thinking about it similar to any other area in the body yeah that if we injured an offloaded an area we have to do put in the time to do the rehab again mm. um but my big thing is that I would love one day for pelvic health to be considered with the same interest and importance, I say dental hygiene, because there was a time when people didn't burst their teeth twice a day or they didn't get dental checks once a year and um, because it wasn't a done thing. But there was lots of cavities, there was false teeth, there was, you know, and then campaigns came in and now dental hygiene is so important. It's built in through parents, then through preschool, school, you know, you can see it coming through and it becomes a normal part of life. And yeah. pelvic health should be like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, oh, when we were talking about. I was talking to uh, physio this morning. We were talking about building it into your children' language of the children okay. as well, right? Particularly if you also have young athletes in the house, talking to them about noticing uh, what's happening if they have any pelvic floor. Um, symptoms, and then being aware of that, and what else you can, what you can do, but also just your language around. Uh, then go to the toilets, where if you have, you know, kids that you're toilet training, or any other time in their toileting life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that pelvic health starts right from really young and goes all the way through. So it's not just a suddenly, oh, you're pregnant now, you might have to think Total about your pelvic idea. floor.
1: But even in terms of, we talk about one of the biggest, uh, I suppose, influencers in women for jumping back in. Exercise too soon is the whole social media body image perceptions and something that happened recently that the former me would have been like, (gasps) but this time I'd looked at it totally reframed it because I have a five year old as my oldest uh, girl and um, it's so funny when you listen to the wee dialogues that go between the kids because my wee son who's four went there must have something must have been Patrick must have talked about when I was pregnant or something um, and Rory goes, mummy. Do you remember when you had a big tummy and you had the baby inside it? And now the baby's gone, you don't have a tummy. And my Emily went, no, she kind of still does. <laughs> right? She kind of still does have a tummy, Rory, really. she does. But you see, that's because it just doesn't go away straight away because you have a baby. Yes. And then I was like, so initially I was like, oh, I have a tummy, and then I was like, but that is the right message, because yes. it does just go away. And she was kind of like, but that's the way it's supposed to be, and she was trying oh, to tell I him. And I was, like, I was like, that is the message I want to put out there. So yes. I was like, I'm glad that's what she's seeing because then when it comes to her, in you know down the line maybe having kids she'd be like oh but you don't just get you know you don't just flat straight away no. this is a process and well, that's and also he your son doesn't also expect and no. that's the only way that postnatal no. women should look like. So, so it was just a eye opener but it was funny because like if you what said that to me shame. five six years ago so I would have be sh- like oh, oh she's changed. Sucking. where then I was like that is the message I want to yeah. get out there and that yeah. isn't that wonderful the innocence it was the innocent uh, conversation that unfolded and I was like okay. I love yes, hearing those those accidental mm-hmm. conversations in the back. You're like, oh, oh, that's interesting.
2: Yeah. But that's something we mentioned in our talk today, actually, about the pressures on women, particularly with social media, the bounce back, and a lot of women use running to lose weight. Quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And that's why a lot of them are returning to running too soon because they're just desperate to mm-hmm. lose the weight. I get it. I've been there. But. It isn't worth it for the sake of your pelvic health, long term long-term pelvic, pelvic health, health. right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, hopefully, the guidelines give you not only clarity on when to return to running, yeah, but also different ideas as to how to still exercise and get that endorphin rush without having to run, and, yeah, and you will still tone and lose mm-hmm. weight, um, but. Bounce back isn't real, it's real mm-hmm. for the very rare person, mm-hmm. but it, it's just not a reality. And I think we really need to come away from all of these negative, skinny images of women and have more positive images, and that will have a knock on effect to the little ones, yeah. to our children, yeah, um, like your yeah. Kids. And that's great, yeah, that's awesome. I love yeah. that, yeah. We I need it. to use that story in our next talk, I know, yeah. It only
1: literally happened last week, and I was just like, it was just that moment of, and then I realized it, it was also a moment of me realizing my progression as a person comes terms where I am, because mm-hmm. I was like. Oh, doesn't know me. I'm, actually, I'm actually Chomping. really chuffed she said yeah, that I'm like, yeah. Yeah. and yet when would I have ever been chuffed at something? top <laughs> still at the top <laughs> look
0: at you, oh my god. I So what are your plans now with them? What uh, I, I think somebody has made running a new running program based on the running guidelines, right? Uh, is there any anything else? Yes, we've worked with
2: um, Mumhood who are um, a London based gym, um, who are awesome with their promoted uh, pace but uh, they have an online program which we've helped them create, which incorporates strength training as well as the walk-to-run program, um, so hopefully that will be used by women nationwide. Yeah. Um, we are really, actually, I don't think we've really told anyone this, but we have been um, endorsed by the, I've got to get this right, Association of Chartered Physiotherapy and Sports uh, Medicine, Okay. Um, um, they have endorsed our guidelines, um, and we're hoping as a result of that to get other associations. Well that's with, amazing! Yeah, well it's, done. Thanks. We're pretty proud of that. Yeah. We? Um, so we're getting the backing of our own colleagues, yeah. which is, yeah, which is huge, huge, which we yeah. need, we yeah. need which, yeah. we to, which we have to have, and we, we then hope to get them endorsed by the CSP as well, who's our Chartered Society of Physios, because um, once we've got their, that real backing. That's when we can start making real breakthroughs. I think into into the the,
1: the bigger medical world. Um, the feature But the thing is that even though they have featured at the was it the sports, sports congress conference. Medicine conference. conference in Canada. Oh, the, yes, 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 the World yes, Sports sorry. Congress um, wow. they, the, the infographics made it into them and like that's, none of us were there if you know what yeah, I mean. yeah. so that's kind of like right, they are still, they're being spoken to and they're being looked at seriously and actually on another thing my sister gave birth uh, four weeks ago or so and she, I'm in Northern Ireland which is part of the UK but she actually lives she married and lives across the border so she's in Ireland yeah. which is a different health system Yeah. but uh, she, at her, before she was discharged she had to go to a, like a postnatal class with everyone in the ward and the return to running guidelines were they were <gasps> like posted to the return to running so no. I yes so it, they <laughs> are making mean an impact and they're getting things and we are still in conference season because we have our physio UK conference mm-hmm. in November and the week after we have the Irish sports conference or mm-hmm. congress mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Dublin and yeah. um, so there's lots of things going on on and we have um, American Physios making score sheets and using them so there's a lot of interest in the people are putting them into practice and that's where we want to get feedback from people who are using them to yeah. say, I like this, this really helped this or I don't, I think this could be, important. you know, we want constructive criticism, yeah. so we want to know things that people yeah. think there might be a better way, or that have we have we realised that there's recently been research released on this, you know, anything mm. that's come because things are going to evolve and develop, I think we've put a good starting point out there, and we've certainly got the conversation going. We're about to, we want to revise them,
2: mm-hmm. but that in itself is a, a huge, huge job, it's yeah. such a huge job, I thought quite overwhelming, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, we're chipping away, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 slowly making changes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's 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 what more can be asked for. Really. Yeah, no,
0: absolutely. And I think it's so positive that somebody is doing something so progressively uh well, so progressively positive, I'll positive in the same sentence, but I'll use it again. Um, progressively positive for women who, because women, so many women love running, yeah. and it's so brilliant because of all of the time constraints and the fact that we don't have a village of people all around us to be able to hold the baby when we want to go off and do something that's something by ourselves, like all of the stuff that are societal issues that we have now, running is one of those brilliant solutions-ish to that, mm-hmm. but um, not every. Everybody is a natural body body for running, mm-hmm. and we need to be able to support women in the right way for that, and be able to help that their mental health is still being preserved and that they're not uh, feeling rubbish about themselves, but with nobody there to back them up. So, um, I think I think. Like you said, getting the conversation started, and then every all of the progress that you've been making with it has been just so brilliant for that. So I'm hoping to see some really great. Um, what just sort of uh, people talking about it, talking about it in the right way, rather than uh, rather than sort of. I, I don't know. It'd be good to hear now people talking like running club leaders or something yeah. like that. You know, talking about
1: people who see cli- yeah. women all the time. Actually questioning them. Yeah. Well, Pony the Athletics and I, um, who deals with athletes but also deals with the general public, and I right, like okay. post um, like mom and buggy sort of exercise right. classes. They um, had a meeting with me a couple of months ago and have recently they're putting together we've helped them with content for their website because they want to change they want women (laughs) who are part of their organisation to be able to access accurate information and they're very aware that the mums aren't aware of what to be doing or are uh, succumbing to the pressures that exist there so they have they've taken them really really seriously which has been fantastic and they've even um, filmed to do some of the load impact tests with some of their mums so they're putting those on the website so again getting platforms like that to, I suppose, reinforce what we're saying, Yeah, is key, I yeah. getting everyone, as you say, singing, and I on but that's going to take time to trickle around. Trickle around, yeah. The yeah. down, all the way
0: through, yeah, yeah. but it's, uh, you know, they've made such an amazing start. Well, thank you so much for having a little catch up with thank me, you. and uh, we're going to enjoy a little bit more of the Being Mum Festival now, Yeah, uh, have some lunch, I think. I think yes, so. I think if we, we, we have some, Granny needs to have some lunch and before I she I guess that's dinner for you, right? I know. I'm so confused. I'm so confused <laughs> <laughs> about where we are, what time it is (laughs) so So that's it for this week i hope you enjoyed the episode do remember to check out the show notes and rate and review the episode hop on over to instagram as well at love underscore movement underscore sussex to let me know what you think and any comments or feedback you have i always love to hear from you Join us next time to hear from a new brilliant guest.